Welcome to Showboat, a series of podcasts from the Battleship North Carolina in Wilmington. I'm Danielle Wallace, Programs Director, and this is the third episode in a special series about the new Battlestar Collection. Today, I'm in the ship's large wardroom with Nicholas Nichols, owner of Nicholas Nichols Knives in nearby Leland, North Carolina. Now, just so you know, you may hear some shipboard noise during this recording, so please excuse that. But first, Nick, welcome, and tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a trained chef, among other things, I guess. (laughs) Well, Nick, are you a native North Carolinian? I am a native North Carolinian. Uh, We lived in Atlanta for a couple of years, but other than that, we've been here. Okay, all right. And you have a family? I have a wife, Amanda, and then we have three wonderful children, uh, Keller, Tucker, and Iris. Um, two of the, the last two are twins, um, 10 and 13. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, how did you go from being a chef to choosing knife making? So, really long story, um, I grew up in Boy Scouts, or Cub Scouts at the time. Uh, My father had a junkyard, always was fascinated with knives and being able to play with knives and touch knives and grab knives, and we would find things in cars. Um, Then the Food Network came along, and I fell in love with cooking and watching TV, and that was all when that boom happened. And I decided that I wanted to be a chef, which I don't really know why, but I did. Um, <laughs> it looked really good on television. And then I went from uh, doing that to being in culinary school and kitchens and seeing things around the country. And I always wanted to make a knife and really didn't know anything about the custom knife world. Um, but then my grandmother died. And when my grandmother died, we were in Columbus County. And just hanging out watching and talking and everybody said hey you know your grandfather your great great grandfather had a blacksmith shop like right over there and i said what like it was another conversation i kind of called the conversation well that conversation put me on this road to just chase everything about blacksmithing that i could find out about or learn about or touch or feel and um being a salesman by day uh i naturally ended up finding these tools that you couldn't find anywhere and I ended up selling them and not making anything. And I sold a knife to a gentleman up in Hampstead, and uh, him and his son were making railroad spike knives. And when they were making the railroad spike knives, I was dropping off what they call leg vice, which is a totally different subject. But um, he, him and his son were making these railroad spike knives, and I was like, oh man, that sound, that looks neat. He's like, well, you should try it. I tried it, and like for the next month and a half, I went there every day, and we just made railroad spike knives. And, in the knife world, a railroad spike knife isn't like the greatest thing in the world because they're not, they won't stay super sharp. You can make them look really neat, but um, that's where it all got started at. I started with these railroad spike knives and a little Harbor Freight grinder, and then it's turned into what it's turned into now, you know, making four or 500 knives a year and trying to stay sane. That is so wonderful, and as you were talking, I was thinking about um, something, especially where where it comes with the Battlestar collection, because I know that we have two of your knives. Um, As a chef, when you were first learning it in culinary school, when did you realize how important it is to have maybe either the right knife or a good knife versus maybe a a cheaper knife? So... Again, culinary school not being super glamorous and uh, the jobs that you get out of culinary school not being super glamorous, 
you end up standing in the same spot and whether it's you know dicing onions or chopping potatoes or chopping carrots you're literally standing there for five six seven hours a day in one spot holding the same knife and if that knife's not comfortable if that's something that you don't want to hang on to or that you don't want to hold on to um, I tell people that a, that a chef's knife or a kitchen knife should be an extension of your hand. Um, whether you hold it in a, this is a knife philosophy thing too, but whether you hold it in like a, you know, I call it like a meat hook grip, like where you got it with all five fingers, or you hold it in a pinch grip, or you hold it where your finger is down the spine of the knife, it should be comfortable any of those ways. Um, you know, a lot of the design stuff that I have going comes from being in the kitchen. It also comes from a mentor, um, Scott McGee, who's a master bladesmith um, in the ABS Society, and his philosophies and mine are the same. We kind of have the same kind of general path. He spent some time in the kitchens, and I spent time in kitchens as well. But, you know, having something that's just comfortable that you want to be able to use and that you want to be able to hold on to for that, uh, that a period of time, it's like having a good pair of shoes. You know, if you walked all day and you had a pair of, you know, I don't wear flats, but if you had a pair of flats on versus a pair of tennis shoes, you know, your, your feet would be screaming whenever you were done. And it's the same thing whenever you hold a knife, you know. Um, it's kind of weird. I'm sitting here feeling my finger, and you can't see me because we're, we're on a podcast here. But if you, if you take your, your, your pointer finger and your thumb and you kind of, like, make, like, a little trigger thing, you know, chefs in the world, uh, you know, that the first knuckle in between your, your, the palm of your hand – in that first knuckle there's usually a groove that builds up there if you're like a, a train or if you've spent a lot of time in the kitchen there's this calloused part there that just becomes a part of you and it never goes away i wanted to try to make that go away i wanted to make it be comfortable where you wanted to hold on to that knife and you were okay with it that that makes a lot of sense to me and i guess i'm never going to look at um, kitchen knives the same and when I'm going to be very careful and make sure that they fit my hand and and that they're comfortable and again I love that extension of your hand I often tell people that you know if you're gonna spend you know this is probably down the road a little bit but you know people are like well, why are they so expensive why do you spend so much money on a, on a knife well the, the knives that are in the Battlestar collection you know not only are you getting a, a, a really cool knife but you're also getting something that you know, came off the deck of the USS North Carolina that defended your freedom around the country, you know. But you want to have something that you can hang on to. That you, it's A kitchen knife, a chef's knife, is the most used knife that you'll ever touch. So why not have something that means something to you and that you, or want it, that you want to use? You know, if you have this really, really cool tool or toy that's not fun to use, you're not going to use it. Which, you know, speaking about chef's knife... I first heard about you. Um, it's actually a, an odd little story. Um, we were looking into doing something for the Star Collection. This was at the very beginning, and we were thinking about doing knives. and And my mother shows me an article or a picture in Our State Magazine that said, "Look, here's a local artist. He won Our State Magazine an award." So. So tell me, tell me about this Our State Magazine so, win that you had. So Our State Magazine does a uh, an award they call the Maiden NC Award, and there's there's four or five categories, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but there's a drink category, there's a there's a style category, there's a home category, and then there's a I 
think there's a craft category. I could have, I could get that wrong, but I won for the home category. I wasn't the overall winner. But the, the, the essence of the award is, is how North Carolina can you make a product? And the, uh, the young lady that actually won is a potter from, from Asheville. And she makes, like, the only way that her knife or her thing was more North Carolina than mine was is she actually made the pots from the clay in North Carolina. <laughs> um, so uh, our state magazine, or not, yeah, our state magazine, they, they put this award out there. And you have to put yourself out to them. Um, it's, a, it's a contest that you can enter or that somebody else could enter for you. Um, and I submitted an entry with my chef's knife, and they contacted me and said, hey, you're a finalist. And I said, well, let's see what happens. What, but really, what went through your mind when you heard that I'm a finalist in the Our State magazine? Uh, whenever I heard that, I cried. Um, whenever I actually, whenever they told me that, I, uh, I got teary-eyed. You know, I read the, uh, I had to read the, the email a couple of times. And it's kind of an interesting story about that. So whenever they sent me the email, they sent out the, the original email on Thursday or Friday, but I wasn't included on it as a, as a winner. Um, I got the, I got it on Monday saying, hey, you're a winner. We need you to submit this so we can turn pictures in. And then that's how I found out. I was like, so say that again? And she said, oh, you weren't on that email. And they had to send me an email back. And it was kind of a funny, like, running joke because I would get half the emails and the other half the emails I wouldn't get in this whole group of things. But it uh, it definitely changed my business. It changed my um, – it forged this relationship that we have now. Um, you know, we – we, we had tried to get together, or I had tried to get together, um, because I've always been fascinated by the ship. Um, I literally live probably three miles from it, and growing up, I drove past it, or I didn't drive past it. Somebody drove me past it every day. Um, I've seen it, you know, morph between being a, you know, an all-gray ship to the, what it looks like today, and the care that it's being taken care of now by the, you know, the stewards that are watching over it. It's, uh, you know, I love this old boat. Well, we definitely love it too, and we love the fact that we can now collaborate together and sell your wonderful chef knife and a paring knife, I believe, that you, that you have. And, you know, you were talking about the handle and how important it is, and that chef knife that you won with has the Battleship Teak deck um, handle on it. I'm only wishing, you know, you talked about the lady in Nashville. I guess if only uh, teak trees grew in North Carolina, right? <laughs> <laughs> then you could, then then you would have been hands down winner. I'm thinking. I uh, I probably would have been. I um I definitely uh, the people of our state magazine and the people uh, the subscribers. Uh, I definitely think we 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 all fell in love with each other, and it's um, you know, I have people that have bought several knives from that, uh, and had people reach out to me. And we kind of build a bond through there. But I definitely enjoyed my time in our state magazine. Um, they just recently decided the new winners, so our time is over with. But I guess we'll always be part of that fraternity, you know, moving forward. Well, our state magazine is a big um, partner, collaborator, a steward also of the battleship. We love our state magazine as well. So. I, and I think it's a beautiful magazine. It's been nice to see how it has continued to evolve. And I always look forward to um, who's going to be on the cover. They always have such glorious covers, and it's always so creative. But, you know, going back to the teak and the handle, and I'm also thinking about what you were talking about, learning that you, I believe it was your great-grandfather who was a blacksmith. 
and now I'm seeing this sort of come full circle. So why is using the battleship material of the teak so important to you in crafting this chef knife that you think is an extension of your arm? I think that the people that were in charge of the boat at the time that the teak was replaced, for them to have the, the wherewithal to save the wood or for somebody to be willing to hang on to that wood for this long and it be, you know, destined or, or waiting for us to turn it into something, whether it be me or one of the art, other artisans or one of the other people that have done stuff with this wood over the years. My favorite thing about the Our State Magazine was being able to talk to the people that donated their money from school to have the ship come here. You know, up until that point, the only person I'd ever met that, that done that, that, that actually did that were my grand, most my wife's parents, because they're a little bit older than my parents are. And they talked about giving their money and the, and the boat coming here, but to hear all these people's stories from around the state, you know, people up in the mountains that knew they would never ever come to the ship, donated their money as children to come hang out here. And then to hear about the people's, there was actually a couple people that their, their fathers served on the ship during World War II. Um, there were some that got rescued by the ship. There were some that just came to the ship and they met their wife here in this town and that was something that they always kind of brought it back to. You know, and before when I said stuff about something having meaning, you know, it's always nice to be able to tie that thing that you love back to something that you can use. It's something that, that ties you to that thing. You know, what, what ties us to, the play, to this place it just makes you want to cherish that and then pass it on. I'm sort of, you've left me sort of speechless here, Nick, because you, you've said everything so beautifully and eloquently, and you're exactly right. That's, that's, that's how I feel. And I, what I love is to see your finished products and some of the other finished products that people do and the care and the craftsmanship that goes into them, that this is not just something that you can go um, and buy at any store. This is, this is something truly unique. And of course, um, uh, we, you know, every piece that is sold through the Star Collection comes with that signed certificate of authenticity from our executive director, from Captain Bragg, that's saying this was on the battleship. This was made out of battleship original material. And um, I, that really is special. And I, I'm just seeing now and hearing from you, it's, it's no question to me why you've won so many different things because of the passion that you clearly have for both history, for your family heritage, and also for your work and your craft. Um, I wanted to ask you, I've heard a little bit of a rumor about you. Do you want to speak about that, or do you want me to bring uh, it up? Or So there's also a, a little magazine called Garden and Gun. Um, um, they have an award that they call the Made in the South Awards, and they have several categories, too. And I'm, I'm actually a finalist in the 2021 uh, outdoor category. Put that out there, but I am a finalist, so we will be in the magazine, and I believe that they are actually featuring the large pairing knife with the Battleship Teak on it that is available through the Battlestar Collection. Nick, congratulations. I mean, congratulations. Thank you. So Nick, I have to ask you this question. Do you believe that 
you have gotten so far in some of these major competitions because you have used the battleship teak in your knives? I definitely think that the that there's something special about the teak from the battleship. I think that that it has a soul. I think that it speaks to you. Um, every piece is different. Every piece grinds different. Every piece, you know, machines different. Every piece um, looks different. Every piece finishes different. And with that being said, it's really hard to deny that there's a connection in this state and there's a connection across the country, you know, because again, the people that are, that have been in the Navy or their family's been in the Navy, they want something that, that speaks to them that they're going to carry on, they're going to pass on. You know, we like to say that we're, that we're selling, you know, heirloom quality or, or uh, things that are, you can pass down. And if you could pass it down with another story or something that connects your family to that, that's what we're trying to do. I love your passion and your enthusiasm, Nick. It's, it's, it's contagious. It's contagious, and I, I, just, I just love it. I really, really do. Thank you. Now, I also understand that you were on a TV show, Forged in Fire. Please tell me about that experience. Uh, I was on episode seven, or excuse me, season seven, episode 33. Um, I was on the first round. I was eliminated. Um, my knife split at the very tip with like 31 seconds to go. But I would do it again, for sure. Well, you have had a really interesting journey, Nick. And um, just one last question for you. Um, what does it mean for you to be an official Battlestar Collection vendor? Ooh, wow. Um, every knife that I've ever put the teak on has sold. There's no, there's no other knife maker that's closer to this ship than I am. Proximity-wise, um, and I guess in my heart, you know, uh, it, driving by it every day, you kind of forget that it's there. But having a connection to it, and having having a um, having a, a tie into it, and being able to pass that piece on to other people and being able to put joy in other people's hearts and and make people smile is really you know that's one of the weird things about being a chef is you go through all these crazy things during the day but to see somebody smile after eating a meal is is a gratifying experience and seeing somebody smile after they've held one of these knives whether it be mine or one of the other makers um, and knowing that this boat ties us all back together um, it's a huge privilege and a huge honor and I don't take it lightly that I've been um, offered the opportunity to be a, uh, a member of the Battlestar Collection. You know, these knives are very special. There's not a whole lot of that teak left out there, I promise you. I've rummaged through it. I've went through it. Um, you know, somebody asked me, I put something on my Facebook page the other day, and I found a picture of me from 20 years ago that somebody sent me, and I said, what would I tell 20-year-old me? And they listed all these things. Well, in my mind, now thinking about it, I would have bought all this teak that I knew about because <laughs> um, there's not a lot left. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very special. Well, Nick, you are special too. You are a special artist. I remember when my mom showed me that Our State magazine and I was like, oh my goodness. And I looked you up right away. And what struck me about you was that on your website was a huge picture of the battleship. And I said, well, this guy obviously 
is a fan and loves the ship. And as I've gotten to know you better, you get us, um, you get our message, you get our history. Uh, you are part of our battleship family. Um, we, we love it that you are here. We, we love your products. And I'm just so excited that you are our partner. And I am so excited for this garden gun. I wish you the best of luck. And at the end of this podcast, we should know, and we'll make a, an announcement. I think one thing that you left out, and I didn't want to steal it, but I'm going to steal it because I don't think you're going to say it. Steal away. It's the people's ship. It's North Carolina's ship. It's the people's ship. It's, it's, it, this boat belongs to the people of North Carolina, whether it's the generation before, two generations before that donated their money or the generations that are coming up now that will hear about those stories secondhand from people like us, but it, it, whatever we can do to take care of this ship and to take care of the boat, and you didn't mention this either, and I'm going to, you know, all of the proceeds that come from this money in this Battlestar collection goes to the restoration of the ship. You know, that's a huge thing. I mean, that's something that, um, you know, not only are we, are we putting history in your hands, but you're also preserving history, you know, this, uh, this salty, briny water's rough on this old girl. We need to take care of her. That, that we do, and you know, I'm going to share a story that you didn't. Uh, I'm glad to know that you are a night owl. I'm a night owl, and, and I'll share this story with everybody really quick. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll remember it. I think we were on the phone at like 1.30 in the morning for like an hour. Um, you were, I was like, are you up? I'm up. If, if you're good, we'll, we'll talk. And, and I think that's when it was us together, we came up with the tagline for the Battlestar Collection, which is steel, wood, our stories, your stories. Each one is the same, but they're all different. And I, I think that what you've said encapsulates that very essence and message and, again, Thank you so much. And everyone, you can see Nick's knives on our website, battlestarcollection.com. They are available for sale, so get yours now. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. From the Battleship North Carolina and Wilmington, North Carolina, please check out the Showboats podcast webpage on battleshipnc.com. We have put some pictures of Nick along with his knives on the podcast page, and hopefully some video will be coming soon. Of course, these products are available for sale on BattlestarCollection.com.